Welcome to Indie Beauty Radio with your host, Rachel Whitaker, founder of the Indie Beauty Delivers community. Hey, good afternoon. It's Rachel Whitaker here from Indie Beauty Delivers and welcome to another episode of Indie Beauty TV. And Indie Beauty TV is about bringing you all the latest trends, uh, my take on things that are happening in the industry, things that I think you should know about. Um, But I also bring in lots of guests. We have a guest at least once a month to talk to you about different things. So what is my topic of conversation today? I want to talk to you about the future of retail, which is a massive topic, I know. Um, But I had the pleasure of being at a big e-commerce conference last Tuesday. And I listened to a guy by the name of Howard Saunders. Hi, Stella. Um, I listened to a guy by the name of Howard Saunders, who, believe it or not, has a job as a retail futurist. Now, that sounds like a cool job. Um, And if you want to keep up with what Howard is saying, you can follow him on Twitter. His handle is at Retail Futurist. And I'd recommend you give give him a follow because this guy is seriously knowledgeable about the way that retail is going to be uh changing and reshaping itself as we move forwards and for all of us all independent brands all independent beauty brands that's a really really important thing to get to grips with and be on top of because what's happening in retail is a direct um, relation to the changing consumer attitudes that we're all experiencing and also the way that digital and social are starting to change in the way, in reaction to the consumer attitudes, all of this is feeding back onto our high streets and into the retail environment. Um, And so I was mesmerized by Howard's talk. He, He only had a half an hour slot. I could have listened to him probably for about five or six hours all day. Um, It was absolutely fascinating. And so I have plucked out the best bits so that I can tell them to you today. Um, and you can have a think about them. There are lots of things that I'm going to say which have real, real relevance to us as independent uh, founders. Um, there's some quite shocking stuff I'm going to say, some stuff that will make you think, really, is that going to happen? But we need to be aware of this and we need to be start, start shaping the way we think about our brands for the future. So one of the main things that Howard was explaining was actually just how fast in the environments around us, culture around us, attitudes around us are changing. Um, and he was sort of talking about the fact that um, we had newspapers and magazines probably for like 100 plus years. They hung around forever. That was the way of doing things. Um, and then all of a sudden now, they are losing their power, but very quickly they're being replaced by things uh, like Twitter, like Facebook, like Instagram, like Snapchat. Um, and we're seeing this really fast turnover, really fast turnover, where previous generations have really stuck with the same technology. We're now seeing this really fast pace turning over uh, of sort of um, techno, techno, 
technology. Um, and that's being driven largely by the millennials, really. They've been brought up in an age where they are used to seeing things change and they're driving that change. And the rest of us, <laughs> Generation Xers like me, are trying to keep up. Um, but that's a really interesting thing, just to be aware of how fast things are changing now. Um, so that was a really, really key piece of information. And for all of us, it's a really key thing to, to get our heads around. We need to stay on top of all the changes that are happening around us. We need to be able to innovate our brands to suit those changing consumer attitudes and also to suit these new opportunities that we have um, to market our brands. So, you know, that was a really, really important and really, really key piece of uh, key piece of work that he was talking about. So one of the main things he also said is that we um, have lived through the age of consumerism. He kind of described it by saying, hey, look, if you go to your bathroom cabinet now and open your bathroom cabinet, you want to get your paracetamols out. I bet you you can't get them because in front of your packet of paracetamols is layer upon layer upon layer of products and stuff that you've bought that you don't actually need anymore and that you don't use, but it's stopping you getting to those paracetamols. He said, you probably open your wardrobe door and you've got all these clothes hanging, but they're also stacked on the floor. The shoes are piled up in the corner. It's full of stuff. So we've gone through this age of consumerism where all of us have bought stuff and now our houses and our lives are full of stuff. And there is a massive change happening. We can see it all around us with things like uh, Marie Kondo. We're having this new attitude where after the age of consumerism, where we've all got too much stuff, we're entering this age where we want to refine our lives, where we want to declutter our lives, where we only want to let things into our lives that add value. So I think that's really, really amazing. And what he was saying is that um, new brands that are now um, really looking to find their place in the market and to stand out and be noticed, the ones that will be successful are the ones who can cut through, who can cut through all the noise and all the clutter that exists from all the other brands that are on digital. Hi, Irene. It's great to see you. Um, and so this is a really interesting message for you guys and for me. Um, you need to be razor sharp, focused on who you are speaking to and what your message is and what value you can give to your avatar, to your ideal customer. Because they only now really want to buy from brands and interact with brands who can deliver them value, best and solutions. And again, he highlighted it in a really funny way. He said something like, um, I can't remember the exact figures, but last year, the search on Google for best paper towels went up by something like 100 or 200%. It was ridiculous. But the point being, it's paper towels. Who really, really, really thinks hard about what paper towels they buy? Yet everybody wants to know the best paper towels. They're not searching for paper towels. They're searching for best paper towels. Um, and that's a really interesting thing. It's like when you go on your phone when you're out in the city and you're trying to find a restaurant to go to. You don't want just a list of restaurants that are nearby. You want to know who got the top rating on TripAdvisor. You want to know the best so that you can go there. 
Everybody is searching for the best. Everybody wants the thing that's going to add value, not more stuff to their lives. So that's a really important and very key factor that we've all got to start thinking about in our marketing communications and our branding. What value are we adding? Who are we speaking to? And we need to be razor, absolutely razor sharp focused on that so that we can cut through and we can be found when people are looking for the best or the solution that they're looking for when they go onto the internet. So I love that. I think that was one of the key takeaways um, that I took. Um, another key takeaway, and this is super exciting for us indie brands, is that the legacy and heritage brands, the people like L'Oreal and things like that, are actually finding things tough. They're finding these changing consumer attitudes um, really, really difficult to stay on top of. Um, and I watched something um, that Gary Vaynerchuk was talking in the other day, and he was saying, look, you know, these guys have been slow off the mark with digital. They're still paying for big adverts in uh, newspapers and uh, magazines, and that kind of is dead now. We're moving on. Um, and they've been slow to really get into the digital market. And actually, they've been so slow to get in it that the digital market is always move, is already moving on to the next piece of technology, which is voice. And I will speak to you about that in a moment. Um, but you know, the legacy and heritage brands are, have struggled with this massive change in consumer attitudes and the rise of digital. Um, and he highlighted that by saying that on YouTube, L'Oreal have uh, a following of subscribers of 55,000. Um, and a lot of people in the audience went, God, that's a lot. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, 55,000, L'Oreal, that isn't a lot. And then he said, and if you, if you go and look at a guy called James Charles, who for most of us, we don't know who he is, but he's a makeup um, an influencer and a makeup influencer. He has a whopping 14 million subscribers. L'Oreal, 55,000. James Charles, 14 million. That's a really, really vivid example of how this social media world is changing the way that beauty and other brands are working. And the power is in the hands of the indie brand. Because you can innovate quickly. You can stay on top of the trends. You don't have the baggage uh, that's got, come with the last 50 years, 100 years of what you're doing. You don't have any of that. You can say, that doesn't work and I'm going to change it today. Or that piece of new technology, I am going to embrace and I am going to do that today. And I've just seen that Zafrin has joined. And, and Zafrin, you were a great example of this last a uh, couple of weeks ago when I saw you post that you'd set yourself the task of learning to do a podcast in one day. That's an example of how on the ball and how flexible and agile us indie brands can be. You, you made that decision and you delivered us a podcast at the end of one day. I mean, that is incredible. But that's an example of what I'm talking about here. The power at the moment is really, really in, in our hands. All we have to do is take it and run with it and be excited and, and just really, really go for it. So I absolutely loved that message. And he, he actually gave a warning to the uh, larger, more um, legacy and heritage brands. And he said, we are, you know, don't overestimate 
the rise of the digital artisan. And he was talking about you. He was talking about people like me and you who are working from our garages, from our bedrooms, um, from our storage units. We have power and nobody should overlook the fact that we are on the rise. And look at the Beauty Shortlist Awards last week. So many indie brands wiping the board um, with all those awards and leaving those bigger brands left standing and looking on going, what? What is going on? Um, so it's all linking together and this is a really, really positive time. There has never been a better time, really, for you to get up and, and really drive your brand forward. Nothing is impossible at the moment. The changing consumer attitudes, the digital world and the digital landscape means that we have the power to innovate and move forwards. So that was just a massively powerful um, massively powerful uh, message, I think, that he gave. I've got my little notepad that I take everywhere with me. Uh, so I'm just checking my notes as I go through. Um, so one of the things that I found really interesting as well was that he was hinting at the fact that, uh, and Gary Vaynerchuk in something I watched last week was saying, that already digital is changing. So we've got used to having Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and things like that. But already that is changing and we are moving into um, a landscape which is really foreign to us. Um, advertising as we know it is going to disappear in the near future. Um, we already know that it's 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 you know it's its effects are, are diminishing. Nobody, for instance, watches live terrestrial TV anymore. We all watch it on catch up or and fast forward through the adverts, or we're watching it on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that. We have um, filters on our phones that stop uh, ads popping up. We are all anti-advert so adverts as we know it are going to continue completely disappear the way of um, getting your brand out there to the world is going to be fully in the in the in the sphere of content marketing so that's all the sorts of stuff that i'm always talking about uh, you know brilliant stuff that's going on facebook blogging um, email marketing uh, all that kind of thing it's all going to be about content marketing all about the value that you bring to your community and the community that you build around you on top of that uh, so i should say before i move on actually so that's where you need to be focusing your efforts. You need to be focusing your efforts on creating incredibly awesome content because adverts are dying, are going out. So, you know, work on your content, work on your community, work on building this, these people around you and deliver them value day after day after day. Just turn up, talk to them, be there. Be a person that they want to go and check out every day because what you put out is interesting and adds something to their lives. I've gone off on like a tangent there, haven't I? Where I was going, oh yes. So as well as advertising dying and content marketing becoming king, the next thing that's already coming in is voice. We all, or most of us, have an Alexa in the room. She's there. She's sitting there. What is going to happen over time is that uh, marketing is going to become hyper-targeted and it will be delivered to us through the medium of voice and through things like Alexa. 
So things like Alexa will begin to listen to what's happening around her. You could be sitting one night talking with your husband and say, hey, I really fancy going to Cuba on holiday this year. Um, and the next day, Alexa will pop up and say, hey, guys, well, I heard you talking about going to Cuba last night. Did you know British Airways have got uh, a sale on flights to Cuba at the moment? And then the next day, she might be like, hey, would you like a cocktail recipe <laughs> for uh, or a cocktail kit so you can practice making mojitos before you go? Um, so it's all going to become very, very hyper-targeted. Um, and we see this already creeping in. If you go on Amazon um, or you go on eBay or something like that, when you go on to buy something, it's always putting up things saying, hey, I'm sure you'd be interested in buying this. So it's already happening in a, in a certain sense, but it's going to become far more hyper-targeted and it's going to be delivered through voice, um, through these machines like Alexa. So that's kind of slightly scary, but also kind of interesting, isn't it? I don't know how you feel about that. You'll have to let me know in the comments. Um, there's a part of me that just feels a bit like, what, people listening? And then there's a part of me thinking, God, it's so clever and marketing is so fascinating. Um, let me know. That's, that's your call. Let me know. Let me know how you feel. Uh, the other thing that I think I just wanted to really mention as well about what Howard had said was that um, the high street is not going to die. It's not going to go away completely, but it is going to go through a huge physical change and um, what he said we're going to see is retail shops becoming less shops and more brand playgrounds that's how he referred to it so more to do with them being experiences places that we will walk into and experience amazingness and he gave me a few examples of, uh, examples of those so um, recently in New York Nike have just opened the House of Innovation and it's a massive store, huge store on, I don't know, one of the big streets. Um, and when you walk in, the first thing you see is this bank of people who are ready to talk to you. And it's about putting the customer first and they're talking to you about their technologies and what they can do. And around you is stuff hanging in the air and digital screens. And it's just this kind of like walking into a computer game, I guess. It's like a full on sensory experience. Um, and then you start talking to them and you say, hey, I really like a pair of trainers that have a pink stripe down them and say, hey, Indie Beauty rocks. It'd be cool if I could have those. And the guys behind the Nike counter go, well, of course you can have those. We can do that for you. It'll be £250, please. Um, so they're still selling, but they're putting the customer and right at the center of what they do. They're creating this experience. They're adding value and excitement to that customer's life. Another example he gave uh, was about um, the, what's the whiskey brand called? I can't, uh, it's based out of Tennessee. I've lost, I can't remember what they're called. So is it Southern Comfort? or something like that, um, they've got, it might not be Southern Comfort, it might be the other one, but they've got a live store, a pop-up store, which travels around the US, and they pop it up, and it's actually going into the town, they've recreated the town in Tennessee, that the whiskey was made in all those years ago, 
and you can go and see the barrel maker and you can go and see the hairdresser and you can go and sit in the bar and have a drink um, but what it is is creating this massive experience for you and you go watch this barrel maker and you say oh my god I love this barrel I'd love a barrel with my name on it can you give me a barrel with my name on it and they say sure we can that's a hundred dollars uh, so they're still selling, but they're creating this experience. So we're going to see the retail outlets on the high street become much more like that. And again, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I want my high street to survive. I don't want to see shops like Marks and Spencer's disappearing and House of Fraser disappearing. But there is a need for innovation. And is it going to be these sensory, experiential kind of stores? And if you're thinking about going and opening your own retail outlet, how can you think about the future? How can you make what I'm telling you today, the future of retail, come alive inside your store? How can you create that experience, that uh, value um, that people are going to want to see on the high street as we move forward? And I guess finally, the last thing that I really want to tell you about was the fact that over all of what I've said, one of the key messages that he drove home that is that we sometimes think that the digital world is making us, is removing us further and further from our customers and is putting more distance between us and the customers. What he was saying is the reality of that is the complete opposite. The digital world is, go, is getting, helping us to get closer and closer and closer to our customers. And the human touch within the digital world is going to become increasingly more important. So we have a job to think, how can we bring the personal into the digital how can we really connect with our customers? And going forwards, that's going to be one of the key drivers in our success. How can we talk? How can we engage? How can we involve our customers on a really deep and personal level in everything that we are doing through digital? And for me, at the moment, that comes down to creating that community around your brand delivering content that is absolutely awesome to them, that they want to consume, talking to them with all these amazing tools that we've got on social media now, your polls, your slidey emojis, your questions. There are so many ways to get close to your customers, your DMs, your comments, your Facebook lives, your Instagram lives. Use all of these tools. They get you so much closer and they allow you to really touch your customers and your consumers and your followers. This is where we need to go. This is such an exciting age for independent brands. There's so much opportunity for us. Um, that's it. I mean, I'd love to hear what you think about that. I'd really love to hear. It was a fascinating discussion. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and it made me feel incredibly empowered and really excited about how we are making an impact and can continue to make an impact on what's happening uh, in retail at the moment and how we can be the drivers of a whole revolution inside the retail environment. Um, so I hope you feel as completely and 
utterly wowed as me. Um, if you've got any questions and you've watched it on replay, pop them in the comments. Say hello to me in the comments if you're watching it on replay as well, because I love to hear. Just tag me in so they know, so I know that they're there. Um, feel free to share this uh, with anybody as well. Tell them about it. Tell them to come and watch it. The more I can spread the word, the more I can build my community, and the more people that I can get personal with uh, and uh, and help. So um, your help in that will be gratefully appreciated. Okay, guys, it's been so cool to see you. Um, I am now popping straight over to Instagram to do this live on Instagram. So if you haven't had enough of me, you can come and join me there. Um, it's really cool to see you. As always, mwah, loads of indie hugs and love to you all. See you all the soon. The Indie Bye. Beauty Delivers community is a place for beautypreneurs across the globe to network, learn and share. You're invited to join in on Facebook, Instagram, and sign up to Rachel's special email group to receive weekly blogs packed full of expert tips. Visit IndieBeautyDelivers.com to sign up.